Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. On this program, we have sought to cover just about every widely known conspiracy theory in the world. Too many to list. Elvis still alive? We've covered it. Uh, Bigfoot? We've covered it. Loch Ness Monster? Aliens? JFK assassination? RFK assassination? Martin Luther King assassination? Uh, September 11th? We have covered every conspiracy theory in the world, QAnon, you name it. But I have a feeling this is going to be one of the most controversial conspiracy discussions we've ever had. Brian Tuohy is recognized as the leading authority on the subject of sports fixing. He's the author of The Fix Is In, The Showbiz Manipulations of the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and and NASCAR, and Larceny Games, Sports Gambling, Game Fixing, and the FBI. He's been published all over the place. He's one of the most sought-after experts on this subject, and I'm thrilled that he's agreed to uh, wake up early or stay up late uh, with us this morning. Brian, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me on, Frank. I appreciate it. Brian, I think a lot of people recognize that there are moments when a player or players might take money to throw a game. Obviously, the eight-men-out scandal of the 1919 World Series got a great deal of attention. And especially prior to that scandal, there was always a lot of talk that a lot of the old-school baseball players would take money to throw games uh, so that gamblers could, could win money. I think most people these days sort of view fixed games, whether it's the overt outcome or point shaving, as relatively rare. You don't seem to think that it is rare, though. No, not at all. I mean, I think if you look outside the United States, which a lot of Americans tend not to do, but you look outside the United States and game fixing for gambling purposes is rampant. It's in soccer, it's in tennis, it's in rugby, it's in cricket, it's in sports all over the globe. There's investigations all over the globe. There's been arrests and convictions all over the globe. 
And it's amazing. It's one crime that apparently takes place everywhere in the world except the United States, if we're to believe the major sports leagues, that is. So what do you think and what has your research shown is going on in the major sports leagues in the United States? Well, I approach game fixing from two angles, one's from the gambling angle and one's from the entertainment angle. And on the gambling angle, you know, I obtained through the Freedom of Information Act over 400 files from the FBI about their investigations into game fixing in college sports and in professional sports. And the FBI had amazing information that showed that literally Hall of Fame players in the NFL and NBA bet on games in which they played, but yet nobody really ever investigated it. Those players never got kicked out of the Hall of Fame. And really, basically, the media and the sports league just ignored it and act like it doesn't even exist. Now, years ago, maybe 40, 45, 50 years ago, I could see us having this conversation about the world of professional wrestling, where now I think everybody, by and large, knows that the outcomes of professional wrestling matches are predetermined. If you were to suggest that for a baseball game, a football game, or a boxing match, for instance, I think people would would say that you're crazy. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of these people saying that you're crazy from is the level of fixing in sports by the leagues and or at least the leagues turning a blind eye to it is it really on par with what might go on in the WWE or the world of professional wrestling well here's the thing there is no legal difference between professional wrestling and the NFL and the NBA they're all actually sports entertainment so if a league like the NFL decided it wanted to manipulate one of its own games or outright fix its own games it can do so legally 100% legally. There's no law that prevents the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the rest from fixing the outcome of their own game. It's perfectly legal to do so. So here you have a multi-billion dollar industry in the NFL, a multi-billion dollar industry in the NBA, and they're all tied to television. They're all tied to radio, which is where they make all their money. And they're also tied to corporations like Nike, McDonald's, and all the other corporate sponsors. And so it really matters to them in certain occasions who wins, who loses, what storylines advance, what stars get the you know, limelight. And so I believe these leagues, because it's legal for them to do so, will manipulate and will fix these games to get the outcomes that they want. So, for instance, next week we're going to see the start of the NFL season. Uh, all these matchups in the NFL, these teams playing one another, do you really think that the outcome might be predetermined in these games? No, I don't think every game is fixed like professional wrestling, like every match is. But what I think happens is that certain games matter more. I think primetime games, if you watched over the past few years, primetime games, amazingly, in the NFL seem to always come down to the last drive or the final two minutes. I mean, it happens probably more than 50%, probably more than 70% of the time it comes down to the last almost play in these games. Well, why is that? Well, maybe the NFL is manipulating these games subtly through the officiating, through certain penalty calls, even through coaching, maybe even players, but they're manipulating these games to keep them interesting to the very end. And again, it's legal for them to do so. So people will tune in and watch and consume these games all the way to the final minutes, which is what the league wants, which is what the networks want, which is what the advertisers want. And again, they can do it legally. So I think that they don't necessarily predetermine every game that they said at the beginning of the season and say, this is who we're going to have to win the Super Bowl. But when they see certain storylines emerge, when they see certain players get you know more attention than perhaps they assumed, then they start getting the help from the officials. They start you know pulling back on certain calls, start pushing other calls, 
and help these players succeed. And I think we've all seen it. I think we've seen the Michael Jordans, LeBron James, the Tom Brady's always get the calls. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that's a league mandated idea. So that example that you just gave, for instance, of the primetime football games being more dramatic and always coming down to these dramatic last couple of minutes moments because of some subtle penalty calls or anything like that. Is there any evidence based on what you've covered that would suggest that that is going on now? I think you use your own eyes. That's all the evidence you need. I mean, do I have like proof that these games are being fixed by the leagues? No. Do I have specific proof? No. But again, I have enough circumstantial evidence, which I present in my books, that I think can show people that, look, again, these leagues can do this legally, and you've seen it. Like I say, you've always seen certain players get the calls. You've always seen certain teams, like the New England Patriots, always get the calls. And yet those are the teams that the leagues kind of want. Those are the you know players that the leagues kind of want to push. And you look at the NBA, I and mean, for the last 40 years of the NBA, I mean, can you think of any of it as being really 100% legitimate when you know that through a guy like Tim Donahue, the former NBA ref, who is disgraced because of his gambling issues, but still he claimed that the league told them, the referees, how to do their job. And they realized that they were telling the, the league was telling the referees, we want you to help certain teams. We want you to affect other teams. And that's going to help the league in the long run get the playoff games to go to six or seven games as opposed to being a four-game sweep. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Brian Tuohy. He spends a lot of time covering this issue and a lot of time writing about this issue. You can check out his website, thefixisin.net. That's thefixisin.net. Brian, I don't think there's a sport um, more wholesome and a competition more wholesome and that embodies the best ideals of mom, apple pie, and the American flag than the Little League World Series. And yet, uh, just last month, uh, there was a child in the Little League World Series caught on an open mic saying that he thought the umpire was conspiring against his team because ESPN demanded it. Now, a lot of people laughed off this suggestion because his team won the game, but is this the kind of thing that you could see ESPN doing? Oh, totally. I totally think they could do that. I mean, that's a kid after my own heart, by the way. I love that kid. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I see that. But yeah, I mean, again, you're talking the ESPN, for example, gives the NFL over a billion dollars a year to broadcast Monday Night Football. I mean, they spend over $100 million on every Monday Night Football game just to broadcast it. That's not the cost of the announcers, the camera crews, or anything else. That's just to give to the league to be able to present these games to you. $100 million. They don't spend that kind of money on movies these days anymore. And yet they do that every week for Monday Night Football. And you don't think ESPN wants something in return for that? I mean, do you really think ESPN is going to investigate the NFL and all the improprieties that may be going on, the drug usage, the gambling involved, you know, all these other potential scandals within the league. No, they're not going to investigate it because they're spending a billion dollars into the league and investing in it. So you don't really get investigative reporting in sports anymore. You don't get the sort of dirt and, you know, coverage that you should get. The ESPN should be the watchdog Mm. for the fans, but they're not. Instead, they're the watchdog for the league to help protect the league and to just give the fans basically what they want, which is the good times and the happiness of it all by protecting the league, protecting the shield, as they like to say. The sport that I follow the most closely is baseball, and I'm sure this goes on in all sports, but in baseball, I've always noticed that there is a big effort to create these compelling 
personal narratives where these individuals are sort of taking on, they're almost like Greek mythological figures taking on these Herculean tasks and the whole country is rooting for these people to do this or to do that. The two things that we're seeing now uh, in that realm are Albert Pujols in his battle for 700 home runs. A number of people have remarked to me that uh, it seems like he's having a much easier time hitting home runs than he did at the beginning of the season. And Aaron Judge in his battle to break the American League home run record. Do those sort of things, uh, the fact that the there might be a vested interest in seeing certain players do well or break certain records, do those fit into your thesis? Oh, completely. Because you have to remember Major League Baseball has admitted basically admitted that they manipulate the baseballs, that they have balls that are more lively and balls that are more deadened. I mean, they've admitted this. This isn't a conspiracy theory. The league literally can manipulate the baseballs within their own specifications to make them fly 30 to 40 feet further if they so choose. So who's to say that in the case of Pujols and Judge, because balls are being switched in and out of the game constantly, who's to say that they're not using the juiced balls when these two guys are at bat and using the deadened balls when other guys are at bat? I mean, pitchers have complained about the slickness of the baseballs, the seams of the baseball, but yet Major League Baseball has supposedly done nothing about it because that's what Major League Baseball wants. I mean, ever since Rob Manford took over as commissioner of the league, he said, we want more excitement, we want more home runs. And amazingly, right after he said that, the number of home runs in Major League Baseball has spiked to an astronomical level over the past few years. Is that a coincidence or is that just business at work? Let's talk about basketball. Um, last month we saw NBA legend uh, Bill Russell passed away, Hall of Famer. Celebrated he be his... kicked out of the Hall of Famer. Well, t- talk to me. Talk to me about Bill Russell. <laughs> well, Bill Russell, I have files direct from the FBI through the Freedom of Information Act that says Bill Russell gambled on games in which he played. He gambled on Boston Celtic games. I have the files, the legitimate files, and anybody can ask for them through Freedom of Information Act because Bill Russell is now deceased, unfortunately. But the fact of the matter is, the NBA knew this. They knew he actually, he was betting alongside Wilt Chamberlain, who should also be kicked out of the hall of fame because he was betting on 76ers games in which he played in. And in fact, they bet upon games, in which they played against each other. Amazingly, both betting on the same side of the game. Amazingly. So these are two guys who really should be looked at much harder for that kind of history. But the fact of the matter is, is the FBI didn't investigate it further because guess what? They were breaking the federal crime. So even though the FBI learned this and knew this, they even said in their own report, word out the police force for the NBA, let them deal with this. Mm. And, of course, the NBA didn't deal with it. Still haven't dealt with it. One of the big sporting events that people are watching now, and I think this is actually a pretty popular sport to bet on these days. I've never bet on it, but I know people that do, is tennis. You have the U.S. Open going on right now, and um, surely tennis uh, an individual competition with these great athletes taking on one another. Surely that's not a sport where we're going to see people rigging these games, is it? Oh, yes, you are. Actually, tennis is one, I think it's the second most fed upon sport in the world. Hmm. And much like boxing, because it's one-on-one, it's very easy to corrupt a game because you only got to get to one player. And the fact of the matter is we know numerous players have been busted for gambling upon games in which they played with been busted for fixing games in which they participated because you don't have to necessarily lose an entire match when you're game fixing in tennis. You can just basically lose like the second game of the second set and have a gambling coup happen because of the, all the in-game betting that's allowed now on tennis and all these sports around the world. But we know this. there's actually tennis investigative unit 
that's supposed to seek out these crimes and prosecute people, and they have done so, although they haven't gone after anything but the low-hanging fruit. The fact of the matter is tennis is incredibly corrupt. It's been incredibly corrupt for decades. I guess what I'm trying to figure out, I don't dispute the uh, anecdotal examples that you that you point out. I guess I'm trying to figure out how much of this is done by an individual player, an individual coach, an individual official, versus how much is done institutionally by either the league or the media outlets covering the league. Well, again, it depends where you're coming from. I mean, if you're talking from the gambling aspect, there's literal crime syndicates in the Far East that are corrupting matches in all sports all over the world, especially soccer. I mean, they fix soccer matches so well, these crime syndicates can literally say, we want this game to end 3-1, to one, and they will make the game end 3-1. to one. They're that good at fixing matches. And has, again, they've done it everywhere. Has this and gotten proven. worse or gotten better since um, legalized sports betting has been implemented in the United States? Well, in the United States, it's not that big of a deal because, you know, the sports books in the United States are basically corporate-owned entities, and certain guys can't even bet $1,000 on the match. Where the games are being fixed is still in the illegal black market that still exists in the United States because the corporations only allow these guys to bet, you know, $500 at a game when they want to bet $100,000 on the game. So they're not getting rid of the black market, and that's where all the betting, the coups are going to take place on these fixed matches. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, games can be fixed. I mean, that's the thing is, even though it supposedly hasn't happened in the United States, you have to remember these are human beings, and they all have, you know, problems. They have gambling problems. They have drinking problems. They have drug problems. They have girlfriend problems. They have boyfriend problems. They have family problems. They have all these sorts of issues that the mob and organized crime has learned how to take advantage of. Blackmail Mm -hmm. these people, push on them, and get them to do their bidding when they want them to. 800-848-9222. Uh, Joe in Queens has a question. Hello, Joe. You're on yeah, with Brian. Yeah, Tui. hi, Brian. Uh, you know, I want to go across things that would mitigate against gambling, uh, you know, across a couple of sports. One would be uh, basketball. Uh, a ref might be intimidated by the superstar. If you're a college player and Patino's your coach, you're going to get really lambasted if you don't play well. And then players do choke. So that's 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 basketball tennis. I think players might also uh, get intimidated as they go up the ranks and they get better and just, you know, like get nervous. And that would mitigate against like being able to do a good job uh, throwing a game. And then in baseball, you got players competing for a roster spot. Now, why would why would they gamble away that, uh, you know, when they're just trying to get a spot on a team? Well, think of it this way. Think about basketball. And I think in the NBA, we all know that game tanking takes place in the NBA. And that's where teams are basically told to intentionally lose in order for the team to get a better draft pick. Well, there's only 12 guys on a roster. And if you're being told to intentionally lose, obviously you're not going to play very well, but you're going to do what you're told to do and you're going to lose the game. And that's going to cost a couple of those guys a roster spot. And it's going to cost a couple of those guys a contract. But guess what? They do it. And they don't go to the press complaining and crying and saying, hey, I'm being told to lose on purpose, but I want to do well and I want to stay in this league. No, they do as they're told. So, you know, that is a very real thing, and it's happened. We know in basketball for sure, which are 
is the very epitome of a fixed game, a tanked game like that. But it also has happened in the NFL. It's happened in the NHL. It's probably happened in Major League Baseball as well. So the fact of the matter is we know ownership can tell players to lose on purpose and they'll do it. So the question is, how far does that go? Can they tell them to do it? In the playoff game, let me squeeze in. You know they can do it in the regular season. Let me squeeze in one brief question here uh, before we let you go, Brian. Then you're going to have to come back sure. because this has raised a lot yeah. of interesting questions. Max is in Manhattan. Max, you have a question from for Brian? Yes, uh, given uh, what he's been writing about, and I'm sure it's very controversial in in many areas. Has he ever received any death threats? No, but I have been basically censored by the major sports media, for sure. I mean, when my book, Larceny Games, came out with all the FBI files that I researched, my publisher and I were contacted by Sports Illustrated, ESPN, HBO Sports. I had interviews with 60 Minutes, producers from 60 Minutes. And guess what? Nobody covered the book whatsoever (laughs) because they had damning information on Hall of Fame players betting on games, and they didn't want that to get out. Brian, uh, we're going to have to have you back. I appreciate this, especially going into no football season. You've given us a lot to lot to think about. People could check out the website, thefixisin.net. They could purchase some of the books on there as well. Brian, yep. thank you. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. Thank you. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment. Again, the website, if you want to check that out, is thefixisin.net. I think it's pretty interesting. I really do. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.